Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Right, okay. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Weymouth Family Church. Good morning, visitors. And good morning, members. Um, do you know what? I was, um, I was preparing this, and I felt really joyous and, and filled with God and really happy this morning. And... Um, and as, as the, the moment has come closer, the nerves have crept in and the worry has come upon me. And um, as, uh, yeah, I know. And we went out for prayer. And when we went out for prayer, I really felt God was saying, you know, that many of us have come here this morning with some kind of worry. And what I felt God was saying to me, and this is not what I'm bringing to you about worry, so, but this is what God laid on my heart as we were praying, that if or the worries that you have, God is going to resolve them. God is faithful and he's going to resolve your worries. So let's not worry. Let's put our burdens on to him because he's fully capable and fully able. Okay, so I'm just going to pray before we start. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this glorious day. I just thank you that for each and every one of us here this morning, that you have a message and that you have a blessing for each and every one of us. So we thank you for that. We thank you for this new day. And we just thank you for your presence and your workings out in our lives. Amen. Right. Okay. Shining as stars. I sound echoey. Yeah, I can, I can hear it. Maybe the volume just needs to come down. A touch. See, I'm doing two jobs at the moment. <laughs> well, well, in fact, I'm, I'm supposed to be doing like three jobs, but one of them I forgot. <laughs> and that was our connect group is meant to be serving this morning. So we're supposed to be putting out the teas and coffees and getting the biscuits and the milk. And then um, I was reminded that we're supposed to be serving. And I was like, oh, no. Um, because I'm infamous at not looking at my diary. I don't know if anybody else is like that, but, you know, I, I do that quite regularly and then realise that, oh, I've put something in my diary or I've not moved it to the right place. Never mind. Steve has blessed us by doing the teas and coffee. We've even out asking, so thank you, Steve. Sally has gone to get the milk and biscuits. <laughs> And Colleen and Bob are ready to serve. <laughs> but we're missing Mary. Because <laughs> Mary normally organises us all. Even though I'm the Connect Group leader. <laughs> there you go. Anyway. Shine. So we're looking at Philippians. We're looking at Philippians 2 verses 12 to 18. Um, and the, and the subheading in my version is shining as stars. 
How hard is it to shine like stars and be joyous in our faith? Being quick to resolve conflict and differences of opinions with others. How do we walk in Christ, being radiant for him, giving hope and comfort to others, but being true to our own feelings and emotions? Where do we get our strength to keep keeping on in all things, be they bad, difficult or challenging? Can we just consider those questions as I bring this sermon to you this morning? Now, depending on what version of the Bible you're reading, the heading for scriptures can always be different. I'm reading, and this scripture that I've taken and the readings has come out of the NIV. So as I said, my subheading was shining as stars. But I had a look at some other um, subheadings and headings for this scripture that I'm bringing this morning. And one of them says, do everything without grumbling, which I thought was a little more challenging and, and possibly not what I actually wanted to bring to tell everybody, stop grumbling. We all grumble, don't we? I like, I, you know, I find comfort in grumbling sometimes. <laughs> um, Pauline, that, that word you brought from the message was, was great. And in the message, the subheading is rejoicing together. You know, and what you were talking about was about us being together. And um, so I found, and I thought that was great. But some, some of the scriptures um, that I, I looked at, they didn't have any subheadings for this part. But the heading that they had was be like Christ. In fact, the Amplified Bible said, be like Christ, or so being like Christ. There's similar headings and different subheadings. But what laid on my heart was shining like stars. So shining like stars is the message that I want us to take away. Before we go to Philippians 2, verses 12 to 18, as I was preparing, at the beginning of chapter 2, I really felt that the first few verses was what we needed to kind of look at first, because it's by looking at these first few verses that we can then get to this place of shining like stars and dealing with the issues that Paul brings to our attention in verses 12 to 18. So remember, how hard is it to shine like stars and be joyous in our faith, being quick to resolve conflict and differences of opinion with others? How do we walk in Christ and be radiant for him, giving hope and comfort to others, but being true to our feelings and emotions. And where do we get our strength to keep keeping on in all things, 
be they bad, difficult, or challenging. Oh, helps if I switch it on. Okay. There we go. Or was that you alone? Did you do? Uh, no, right, okay, we got it. <coughs> Philippines 2, NIV. Imitating Christ's humility. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in the spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourselves not looking to your own interests but each of you to the interests of one another all of us who have given our lives to christ have the truth that is jesus We have encountered Jesus in our lives in a practical and tangible way. Amen? Amen. Christ has impacted our lives, our very being. He has knocked at the door to our souls, and we have let him in. Amen. All of this so that we can give testimony to our unification with him. He is our comforter. He is love. And he is compassion. And it is by the spirit that we receive all of the above. Paul says, from being united with Christ, we receive, and we have received, comfort, love, tenderness, compassion. These are gifts that we can experience on a daily basis as we walk with God and as we walk with Jesus. This is to bring glory to God, our Father, who sent Jesus as a living sacrifice for the atonement of sins. It's for God's glory. Now, you see, our nature, our very being, you know, we are direct descendants from Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve, they fell. 
and because of their fall, sin is rife. Sin is in all of us. We are no longer sinners, but we still sin. Our nature, our very default setting, is and was sin. But God wants to fill us with his grace and mercy. God loves us. And he wants us all to live in the fullness and the riches of his blessings. I suppose the combatant of the challenge of man's sinful nature, outlined by Paul, which is selfish ambition and vain conceit, is humility. But humility is a force of opposite that goes against the core element of sin. It's a bit like when you have two magnets. If you turn them one way, they bond. And if turned the other way round, there is a force that stops the magnets from joining together. There is a barrier that is created by sin. The magnets won't bond. When we align ourselves with Christ, we get connected. The magnets join up. We get connected with Christ. But if we allow sin to come in and become the force in our life, then we create this barrier. That creates the opposite. You see, we disconnect ourselves from Christ. It's important to understand that Christ, God, does not disconnect himself from us. It's only by our actions that we disconnect ourselves. But the good news is there is good news. We can always be reconnected. We just have to switch the magnets back around. Amen. God's grace has no tally. Christ stands in the gap. And we are met exactly where we are. That is the good news. Exactly where we are. So let's consider that as we read on. Philippians 2, verse 12 to 18. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fill his good purposes. So what is Paul saying? That we have to work at our salvation? No, we get salvation. 
from the moment we accept Christ. But we have to continue to work through issues. We have to continue to work through our relationship with God to get that alignment, to keep the magnet together. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. As you hold firmly to the word of life, Christ is the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. So here we have Paul saying to the church, and we are the church. The church is here today. Continue to work out your salvation, for it is God who works in us for his good purposes. I just want to remind us about Paul and Paul's encounter with Jesus. So Saul, now Paul, was a persecutor of Christians. He was well-versed and well-schooled in Jewish law, in the legalism of the Jewish law. And he was an advocate, a staunch supporter of Jewish laws. But on a journey, on the road to Damascus, like us, Saul, now Paul, encounters Christ. And Jesus says to him, why are you persecuting me? Paul has an encounter with Jesus, with Christ, and it transforms his life 360 degrees. Suddenly, Paul receives the truth, the gospel of Christ, and his life never looks the same again. It's through the transforming encounter, Paul establishes a relationship with Christ. And it's the same for us. As Paul has we also have experienced God's grace in our lives. Regardless of what we have done, and we will all continue to receive God's grace because we can believe, because it's the truth, because the work God has started in us, he will bring to completion until we are called home. Amen.
Philippians 1 verse 6 says this, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. That is our truth. Is it not? Amen. So we stand in this, that as we continue to work out our salvation, as we continue to work through our lives, that we can trust that God is for us and his grace will continue. So guys, this is not a green light for us not to deal with stuff that's going on in our lives. This is definitely not the green light. It's an encouragement that the work God has started in you, in me, he will finish. But we all need to keep a short account. We need to be accountable to one another. Our lives and our actions have an, um, an implication. We are ambassadors for Christ. We are called to be his reflective image in the world. We are important to God. He has adopted us into his family. We are the children of God. Amen. I think it's healthy for us to fear our actions and to fear sin in our lives. Because if we have a fear of something, we're aware of it. And if we're aware of it and we have a fear of it, then we are more likely to want to deal with it and remove it from our lives. So our lives have a purpose. God has a plan. God wants us to do well, and it's ultimately to bring about good. The next part of the scripture is about how we conduct ourselves in our relationships. Paul's reference to arguments between church members. He talks about the faults of their generation. We also live in a warped and crooked society. And it's very easy for us to absorb worldly traits and habits. And then to become hardened and almost blind to their conflicts of our faith. It's often the very subtle small conflicts and issues that awaken the sleeping giants. So we have to be mindful and careful that our relationships with each other are making us stand out for the glory of God. That in our community and amongst our work colleagues and our neighbours, our relationships with each other or a real beacon of what it's like to be in relationship with Christ and Christ being the head. I mean, we only have to look at what's going on in the world around us today. If you look at society, if you look at social media, if you look at trending topics, fake news, you know, 
what we see is people are interested in relationships. People home in and take great interest in other people's relationships. They like to gossip and they like to find fault and take sides. Some of it from fictional soap operas or from reality TV programs. It seems like the world can't get enough of other people's dysfunctional lives. But our call is to shine out like stars, to let our relationships be the draw from those around us. Paul's encouragement is that Christ's day will come. This is our hope. This is our faith. And this is the reality for the world. Christ is coming back. Christ is going to return. And on that day, when we are called, do we not want to be like Paul? Do we not want our words, our faith in Christ to be the boast? You see, God allows us to play a part in the sharing of the gospel. The transforming of communities, the salvation of lives. This is what we have been called to. Started by God, fulfilled by Christ, according to God's good plans. How hard is it to shine like stars and be joyous in our faith? Being quick to resolve conflict and differences of opinions with others. How do we walk in Christ and be radiant for him, giving hope and comfort to others, but being true to our own feelings and emotions? Where do we get our strength to keep keeping on in all those things? be they bad, difficult, or challenging. God is faithful. God continues to reach into our lives and continues to bless us. And our blessing, our lives, the grace that we receive is not for us to hold on to, it's for us to share. So that those that are lost, those that are weary, those that are burdened, will find the rest that so often we find for ourselves in our faith. So can I just encourage us 
on this glorious day that God has brought around to consider these things. To continue to allow God to sow into our hearts the purposes not only for our lives, but for those around us. For his glory.